and Rajasthan wins the Sandown Cup. But it's Brodsky being clear, all out, but wins the Sandown Cup. Hello, I'm Gareth Hall, and welcome to RSN Sandown Cup podcast. What a show we have for you. We'll preview the four heats of the RSN 927 Sandown Cup heats with some of the best days in the country doing battle on Thursday night. And also, we'll preview two Group 1s. And, geez, I'm looking forward to those, the Harrison-Dawson final and also the Sapphire Crown. Our special guests, of course, will be Mark Gadd, who trains the superstar Stayer Stanley Road. We'll also catch up with Kayla Cottrell and David Gleeson, who's the breeder owner of two of the favourites for the two group ones there on that Thursday night. But let's welcome in the team. Mick Floyd, hello to you. Hello, Gareth Hall. This is uh, this is an exciting card, isn't it? It is. Uh, two of the premier group ones on the calendar and a very good support there with the Sandown Cup Heats. If she's talking about the Sandown Cup Heats as a support, it shows you how good this race meeting is. And look, really looking forward to it. It is one of the premier nights of racing of the year. Our greyhound form expert on RSN 927, of course, is Georgie Ferrugia. And this is a rare night that he doesn't have a runner in a group one. <laughs> hello, George. <laughs> G'day, Gareth. How are you? Mick, hope all is well. Now, Mick, what about these fields on Thursday night? Talking about the Harrison Dawson, first of all. Now, it doesn't get much better, does it? It's nearly as good as a Melbourne Cup field. Yeah, it's funny you say that, Gareth. Uh, we talked about the Melbourne Cup last year as being one of the great Melbourne Cup fields. And if you look purely at the numbers for the Harrison Dawson here, this is equally as good, I'd argue, almost better. Uh, Melbourne Cup last year, the runners had combined for $2.3 million in prize money and won 175 races between them. This Harrison Dawson field, they've won 2.1 and have also won 175 races between them. But... I think the big difference with this field is that every one of these dogs is group performed, has performed exceptionally well on the track, and really you could make a case for pretty much every runner legitimately as well. It's uh, it is an outstanding field, and look, this uh, this Harrison Dawson, it's only been a Group One for well since two thousand and uh, two thousand and sixteen from yep. memory, but ever since there two thousand fifteen, sorry, but um, ever since then it has been an outstanding on a roll one by some of the greats of the sport. So we'll dissect those two Group Ones in the second half of this podcast, but the Sandown Cup, the RSN Sandown Cup has been a wonderful race over the years. It's worth $250,000 anyway to the first place getter next Thursday night winning the final. Um, it is the world's premier distance race. There's no doubt about that, Mickey Floyd, especially with RSN 927 next to its name. Absolutely. And uh, this year, I'm looking forward to seeing the WA superstar, Sack Manali, taking on a greyhound that dominated proceedings in the early part of the year when it when it came to the big staying races in this country, in Stanley Road. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're right. The Sandown Cup is the premier distance race in the country. No, the world. It is the premier grey and race, the premier distance race in the world. And you're right, Zach Benelli, the WA guys have been very bullish about him for a very long time. I spoke to Peter O'Neill a little while back, and they can be a little bit parochial, the West Australians, as we mm. know. But uh, look, the hype is real. He's a very, very good greyhound, and he showed that last Thursday night in his first start of the track. And look, coming up with the red in, uh, in his heat, he's going to be very hard to beat in this series. We've got the four heats of the Sandown Cup, Georgie, but what are you looking forward to most come Thursday night? Oh, look, I think the, the, the clash between Shimmershine and Tigalong Tonk is, is yeah. right up there. I mean, I, I love the fact that there's emerging talents in, in greyhound racing, but the two old heads said, you know what, we're not done with yet. Um, and they ran, you know, 29 seconds flat in 29.10 or, or thereabouts. I mean, it was it was an incredible performance by both those greyhounds, but obviously um, highlighted with these Sandown Cup heats. And, and uh, can Team Daly dominate like we think they can in the Sapphire Crown as well? So a huge night of racing.
RSN remembers another hero in the world's premier distance event for greyhounds. Away in racing. The RSN Sandown Cup. 2019 saw one of the greatest upsets in RSN Sandown Cup history when a 30 to 1 chance led all the way. All eyes were on the defending champ Tornado Tears, but Rajasthan dominated. As they wheel the leader Rajasthan, a length in front Poco Dorado, Pepper tights the one winding up and then Ella Enchanted. It's still Rajasthan in front and Rajasthan wins the Sandown Cup by a length Ella Enchanted. What a terrific Sandown Cup. The Sandown Park team got the reaction from co-trainer Deb Coleman. Unbelievable, just unbelievable. You don't know what that means to us and the owners. Join the chase to the RSN Sandown Cup Thursday, May 27. Let's preview first of all the RSN 927 Sandown Cup heats. Four heats to get through. The first heat sees the second favourite for the series, Stanley Road, as the favourite from box number one at $2.15. The four, Hank the Hustler, at $4.20. And then Sipping Rambo, next best, at $4.20. I caught up with Mark Gatt to have a chat about his superstar stayer, Stanley Road. He's as good as ever. He, it, look, he's, his last two runs haven't been the best, but there really has been excuses. He's sort of been... Um, you know, sort of, he's copped it both times at Wentworth Park. Um, to be honest with you, he's copped it at Wentworth Park ever since he got back, even when he won the Group One. Copped yeah. it. He hasn't had much luck around there, so I'm actually really happy to get him away from Wentworth Park and get him the down the sand down and get him back with the master Paul Bartolo. And you're happy with his trial there on Saturday morning? Can you explain that to to our listeners? Yeah, mate. Um, he so he he had like a um, he went out of the 700 meter boxes and we got the first three splits. Pulled him up at. Basically, it's like a 500 out of the 700 metre boxes. And, um, yeah, he went really good. He sort of compared about, I think he was the second fastest out of all the interstate dogs that did it. About five of them did it. And uh, I was really happy. That was his first look there. So um, he'll improve. He had a bit of a finish on and got a reward. So uh, that's that's what we did with him at the Meadows last time. And we've, we've gone down that path again. And he doesn't mind box one. Yeah, well, he's three from three there uh, out of the red. So um, the record's good, but um, I, I'm just the only thing I'm worried about with him is his confidence. You know, if, if you know the last two starts has knocked a bit of confidence out of him. But um, anyway, getting away from Wenny and 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 going somewhere different, I'm hoping that um, he pushes a bit better and he lobs into sort of fourth or fifth at worst. Just get around the first corner untouched and I'll be happy anyway. So that was Mark out there, Mick. He's pretty confident. The only concern that he has, as he pointed out in that interview, is that he might have lost a little bit of confidence after the interference that he's copped in his last couple of starts there at Wentworth Park. And that's a real concern for a greyhound like him. He doesn't have a lot of speed out of the boxes. He's going to have to work his way through a field. And any greyhound that, with that racing pattern is going to need a little bit of luck at some point in running. And in a field like this where there is a bit of pace, uh, he's going to need that bit of luck. But the trial on Saturday was very pleasing. Spoke to Paul Bartolo during the week, and he was yeah. very happy with the way he ran. And from box one, uh, the reports out of Saturday was that he stuck pretty hard to the fence as well. So he'll improve off that run as well. He's a, he's a class greyhound. He's won two group ones. So it speaks volumes for, for the quality of that dog. And, uh, look, he's going to need a, he's going to need an ounce of luck, but, uh, purely on class, he's, uh, he's definitely the one to beat. Is $2.15 a good price, George? Shall we jump in now? Uh, probably not only because you've got a greyhound like Hank the Hustler against him, who's got an unbelievable PB of 41.38. It was interesting, heard some reports that, that, that thought the greyhound has, had just gone out of form. He only unplaced once and then ran third at the Meadows and then came back last week at Sandown and won in 41.80. 
Um, yeah, it was behind Zach Manelli's time, but I just think Hank the Hustler at his best is certainly capable of winning this. It's an interesting heat for mine because there's a lot of speed in the race, and it's often the case in Sandown Cup heats where there's Greyhounds stepping up from 600 to 700. Obviously, Zipping Rambo's 595 form have been absolutely outstanding. So, And Javel Slick is in, in real form over 600 at Cannington as well. So I think Hank can get the sit behind them and, and uh, prove uh, pretty hard to beat here. But, yeah, look, Stanley road his last two runs have been just uh, below par but he's a gun um he's done very well in the hands of paul bartolo when he's come to victoria so an intriguing start to the sandown cup your numbers mick uh i'll go uh, stanley road on top but like george i'm not particularly sold on that price 215 might be a fraction short for mine a grain i am really interested in seeing is frida rocks she trolled very very well okay. uh on sunday uh over the 595 went 33.91 they got her into fifth place in the speed star standings and look she's enigmatic but uh when she gets it right she's a very very fast greyhound she's uh, only had the four wins to her name from uh, 20 career starts so far but those four wins have all been in best of night and uh by a combined 52 lengths or something like that so when she gets it right she's outstanding um but, yeah, we've got Stanley Road on top, uh, and it's pretty open after that. Okay, so if I gave you $10, lads, this is how we'll play it. Instead of your numbers, the $10 staking plan for each race can be trifecta quinella. Um, so you may be Stanley Road and something small and free to rocks? Yeah, I think so. I think, uh, obviously, the seven runners is only two-place dividends, but uh, I'd, I'd be keeping free to rocks very safe. But, okay. um, yeah, we might steer around this one and go into the next heat, I think. All right, then. What about you, Georgie? Yeah, I'm sticking with Hank. I think if he can replicate something close to that 41-38 run, um, he's one of the backmarkers in the race, um, but he can show some speed like he did last week. He, he went 6-10 to the mark, but um, he can do it from behind as well. So Hank the Hustler, interesting to see how Zipping Rambo goes second up over 700 after his incredible 595 form. George, you subscribe to the uh, second up theory over 700. We see a lot of dogs, particularly the front running types, uh, um, use a lot of petrol tickets first time over the distance and uh, have trouble backing it up. Are you one that subscribes to that theory? I've seen, uh, interesting on your thoughts too, Mick, because I've seen it both ways. I've seen it um, come true, but then I've seen greyhounds improve from, from the second week. So, yeah, I think every greyhound's different, um, and I thought his run was good behind Zach Manelli. I mean, there was no way he was running him down in 41-49, so I don't think there'll be any ill effects from that, and um, yeah, he'll be nice and ready to go, I'd say, zipping Rambo. The, the only the problem for him, I think, in the race is that there is a few greyhounds who can show a little bit of speed, so that run to the first corner is going to be all important. Let's have a look at the second heat of the RSN 927 Sandown Cup and Zach Minnelli. He is the all-in um, favourite there for the Sandown Cup. He's a dollar thirty from box number one in his heat. You've got Caden Bale at 100 to 1 from box two. Barefoot Tycoon at $11 from box three. Dog Ford Di- Tyler uh, Durden at $6.50. A vacant box in box five. The six red light Rico at $71. Pilbara the seven at six dollars fifty and financial Tara the eights at a hundred to one as well, Mick. Uh, yeah, Zach Manelli wins this, and uh, I think he'll. What is he now? Two fifty to win the Cup final. I don't yep. think he's going to be. Uh, well, he's going to win his heat tonight, uh, Thursday night, and uh, he win the final the way he's going. He's just ticks every box for mine. He's got good early speed. He was outstanding in his trial first go at Sandown. He was outstanding in his race debut last week. Um, as I said, that early speed will get him into the race, and uh, he has to do a lot wrong to get beaten here. Um, that's about it in a nutshell. Yep. I think he just wins the race. Do we back him now to to win the final at $2.50, George? 
Oh, for for um, fans of him, if he if he has two more weeks like he has been, he should be just winning it. I think he put the writing on the wall in that Australian Cup carnival, didn't he, guys? I mean, he was breaking sectional records that were once held by the likes of Miata and Co. and leading them a merry dance. And you know, Houdini boy got close to him a few times, and he got run down a couple of times. But it's just that sheer speed over five, six, and seven hundred meters, and then uh, went back to Cannington, went forty-one thirty-nine, which is only a couple of lengths behind Tornado Tears's track record so that just indicates that he was getting stronger his run last week was incredible and um in fairness he, he hasn't um bumped into the hardest of the sandown cup heat so uh, you think zach should be very very hard to beat hey no oh, sorry i was going to say that the thing that um that really impressed me with zach Manelli is that he's been able to do it week in week out it's not uh the, or the question mark about some of these runners in these heats is they're first up over 700 or haven't got a lot of experience over the trip he's the opposite he's mm. had plenty of goes over the 700 and uh, as uh, as george alluded to uh these run last week was outstanding. He was near enough the record first split. He broke the record at the second split. He was fractionally off the third split record. Got a little bit tired, but understandable in that last uh, that last section. But he could be so far in front, it's not going to matter. He's an exciting stay. He's like the might and power in a way. Though Rogue, he's out in front. You're watching the clock because the sectionals that he's running up front are astonishing. So it'll be fascinating to see what he can do there at Sandown Park come Thursday night. Heat number three of the RSN at Sandown Cup. This is a more even field here. Not happening from box one at $4. Blazing Cardia. She's never really far away in races like this at $11. Webleck Hayes at 15 Sir Truculent's been there, done that. He's at $5.50. Floral Lace at 23 Let's see at $6.50. Maggie Moo Moo at five fifteen, prim and proper at $4 here. Have you worked this race out, Mick Floyd? It's definitely the most open of the heats for mine. Uh, $4 a field is, uh, is a pretty fair reflection. Um, the interesting runners for mine are the runners out wide, uh, 6, 7 and 8. Maggie Moo Moo's been really good in a couple of starts at Sandown so far. Uh, 700 might be a little bit short for her. She uh, she is hitting the line very, very well. Uh, it is interesting to see a little bit of an interest uh, punning-wise from the 6, let's see, and 8 prim and proper. A couple of good goes at big prices there, but... Uh, Look, it's a very, very open field. Uh, Sir Truculent is a, a very classy greyhound. Uh, ran second in the bowl trees at Group 1 level on Melbourne Cup night last year. It's his first return or first time back at Sandown since then. Uh, and it was good to see him uh, back in winning form at Murray Bridge last time out. But uh, look, a very, very open field. Uh, and that's about uh, mentioning Blazing Cartier, who has made several Group 1 finals of the track. And uh, well, she certainly loves Sandown Park. So look, it's a, a very, very open field. Uh, it's definitely a field for the quaddy leg. Um, runner on top, I, I'm going to go with Prim and proper out wide. Uh, uh, has shown good early speed. Uh, I don't think he's had a look at the track, but uh, that's about the only concern I've got. Uh, does have the early pace to get it to get it into a forward position. And uh, like I said, with uh, Zach Vanelli, has that body of work over the 700 now. The fitness is there. Uh, I think uh, it's the one to beat out at box number eight. How are you playing this race, George? Um, I think the most intriguing runner for mine is not happening off box one. Again, this is another one, and, and we, we touched on it earlier. There, there are some greyhounds that step up to, to the 700 for the first time, um, unbelievably, in a heat of the Sandown Cup. It, it's run at the Meadows in March. It ran 34.10, which is electric. Its run home that day was absolutely outstanding. Um, so if it can run it out, I think it'll be uh, pretty hard to beat. I agree with um, with Mick. Maggie Moomoo's runs at Albion Park were outstanding. You just watched her on TV and said, wow, she looks like she's got something. And, and her runs at Sandown have been really good. And Prim and Pro- Proper did break 42 seconds at uh, Wentworth Park in a heat 
of that group race a couple of weeks ago. So she will um, show some good speed. Of course, she's a, a half-sister to Blazing Cartier. Aspars have been an unbelievable producer of stayers. But my eyes are on not happening. Um, by Rip and Sam, of course, who uh, was a terrific stayer himself. And just, uh, again, uh, the, the sectional times don't always indicate that they are going to run 700 metres, but it's certainly a help. And, and that day showed me that I think 700 is on the cards for not happening, and, and it could start uh, tomorrow night. All right, then. Let's have a look at the fourth heat of the RSC 927 Sandown Cup, which is race number seven on the program. Kenny the Brute, will he get a strong 715? I doubt it, but he's at $4.20. Desert Flame at 41. We the People, the former WA Greyhound, starring for the Ennis Camp at $2.50. His Tears has had some backing, $3.90 now. Star Blazer 16, so predictable at 15 Ashton Ulysses is at $10 and Techie Nibbles next best at $18. Meek the best back greyhound here. Looking at the fluctuations with the tab. Well, his tears has been solid, but we the people 280 to 250. Yeah, I don't think they'll take kindly to you saying uh, former West Australian. The uh, the ownership group there, they can find a good one, can't they? They uh, can. Uh, Peter Cameron and uh, Ryan Levitsky, they do uh, a very, very good job. Uh, yeah, former WA uh, suggested that uh, that you get a good 700. Her two runs at San Diego have been really good. Uh, very consistent, 4180s uh, both times. Uh, the thing that really pleased me in their first run at Sandown was the fact that um, she was taking runs between greyhounds. She went in between, she went around, she railed at one point. Um, the, the ability to negotiate a field is going to be really important, especially for a greyhound that doesn't have a lot of early speed. Um, it's not the deepest race. I think uh, I think 250 might be a fraction short, but uh, she's certainly doing everything right at this stage. George, I'm all over his tears on the big stage. I think he can return back to some... Well, return back to his best anyway. You've Hopefully. had an interesting. You've had an interesting relationship with his yeah. tears over the journey, Gareth. Uh, well, I think I'll it's fair to, to say I'll have a chat to him on Thursday. So, mate, just got to go past them today. And sometimes he can do that when the breaks go his way. He can be a little bit funny, his tears. But he's one of those footballers. If you, you clear the fifty for him and you give him some nice service, he can kick you eleven. Oh, absolutely, and he's he's been a pretty maligned stayer, to be fair. But in, in, in on the other on the same token, he's a Group One winner who's um, won over 400000 in prize money. And, yeah, look, he isn't racing well. His last win came in January, which is a concern, and that was yep. at Albion Park. And, yeah, his trial was really good there. But I don't think that's any surprise to anybody. Um, you can never discount him, especially with Rob Britton as his trainer near his name. I mean, you know, he's just a, such a terrific trainer for a long period of time. But, yeah, look, I, I think... Um, we the people has just got better and better. I thought her run behind Zach Minnelli in the Galaxy was very good. She got beaten in the heat behind Sunset Burbsky. I think she took a, a next step there, and she came to Sandown and proved herself. Yeah, yeah. The two runs were against probably the first race wasn't the hardest um, seven hundred that uh, she'd see, but her run behind Hank the Hustler last week was really good. So she's deserved favourite. There's a little bit of speed from Star Blazer and Aston Ulysses and these types. So she's going to have to navigate her way through them. But like Mick alluded to, she's um, handled herself really well in these two runs. And I think it would be pretty fitting for, for Brooke and Jamie Ennis uh, to get a runner through to the Group 1 final, especially with the news that my bro Fabio passed. It's not an easy thing to deal with in greyhound racing, a greyhound so special to their hearts. So I think it would be great to see them uh, get a Group 1 finalist through. All right, ladies, just quickly, who are we backing in the final heat? 
Uh, we'll probably stick with We The People, uh, just on its form at the moment. I think it, uh, it'll shape up really well here. But, uh, look, I'd be keeping his tears very safe as well. Um, there's not a lot of pace on the inside, so if he can step and uh, hold that spot on the rail, as George said, he trialled very well on Speedstar a little while back. 41.79 is a track record holder. He does go well at Sandown, so um, they'll be keeping him safe. But, uh, no, I'll be on We The People in the finals, RSN Sandown Cup heat. And you, George? Yeah, definitely we the people. Small little play on Kenny yep. the Brute. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. I mean, I'm not sure how he's going to go over 700. When he did go 34.09 at Sandown, he ran home in about 10.70-odd, which is pretty good. Um, but, again, there's no guarantees he'll run out the 700. Clearly does his best racing when he's drawn closer to the fence. So he might give him a little bit of curry early. And that's a look at the four RSN 927 Sandown Cup heats. We'll take a quick break. On the other side of it, we'll catch up, of course, with David Gleeson, the owner-breeder of Shimmer Shine and Shimmer Classic. Kayla Cottrell will have a chat about Fernando Bluey's chances in the Harrison Dawson. Plus, we'll preview the two big group ones on Thursday night at Sandown. RSN remembers another hero in the world's premier distance event for greyhounds. Away and racing. The RSN Sandown Cup. Bold Trace, the Warnable Warrior, won an incredible four RSN Sandown Cups in a row. Now that's as big as Wicks, winning four Cox Plates. Fans love the Bold Trace style, dropping out the back and stunning his rivals by surging home to win. Take his second Sandown Cup in 1987. Bold Trace was still at the tail of the field down the back straight. Bold Trace eight lengths away, flying home, high intensity goats. He's through Bold Trace. Oh, what a run again! Bold Trace right over the top of them in the home straight. Join the chase to the RSN Sandown Cup Thursday, May 27. Welcome back to RSN Sandown Cup podcast. Time to preview the two big Route 1s on Thursday night, the Harrison Dawson and the Sapphire Ground. Crown. We'll start with the Harrison Dawson. Let's hear from Shimmer Shine's owner breeder, David Gleeson. Yeah, he certainly... He didn't absolutely fly out, but he got on the ground reasonably evenly, and uh, then you saw what he can do. Box number two is a pretty good draw for him, I would imagine. I believe it is, yes. I think it's the best draw he's had in a final. Are you concerned about him backing up once again, or do you think that's a no, little bit not, of a myth? No, not at all, Gareth. He's absolutely ripping the ground up. Okay, so are you confident that um, he'll get the job done then on Thursday night? Yeah, we're very confident. Uh, you know, it's all about how he begins. If he begins, uh, he'll just fly. That is a pretty confident David Gleeson there, Mick, with Shimmer Shine. I did ask him the question whether his greyhound has a problem in backing up. He said, no, there's no such problem with that, Gareth. Um, but you look at his record, it's a little bit of concern for mine. Yeah, no doubt at all. Uh, David is always very confident about his uh, his runner's chances. But, uh, you look, I think you look through the form and you're 100% right. Uh, his best runs have been when he's had that longer break leading into the races. Uh, yep. I did read an article during the week where Tom Daly uh, said ideally he'd have 10 days leading into mm-hmm. the final. And uh, uh, on the seven-day backup, look, he's a, he's a maximum effort greyhound. And that does take a, a, a toll at times. And... Um, Look, at his best, he's the fastest dog in the race, no question at all, and he has drawn very, very well. But uh, just in the back of my mind, I am a little concerned about that shorter backup or the shorter than ideal backup. Um, and in a field of this quality, you can't afford to miss it, even just a half a length. Half yep. a length, it doesn't sound a whole lot, but in that mad rush the first turn, and there is so much speed in this field, um, 
unless you're absolutely right, then uh, he's going to have trouble uh, holding that position. He's a $2.40 favourite. I'll get your thoughts in just a moment with this race, including what you think Shimmer Shine will do, Georgie, on Thursday night. But Fernando Bluey probably nearly holds the key to the race. He's blistering out of the boxes. Let's hear from his trainer, Kayla Cottrell. Yeah, no, look, he's pulled up super, can't fault him, and um, he's ready to go for tomorrow night. All right, then. If he finds the front, um, he probably has shimmer shine and definitely tig along Tonk to his outside. You're confident that he might be able to hold those superstars off on Thursday night? No, oh, look, it's all up to him. We know what the dog can do, and we know the abilities he's got, so hopefully he can just make his own race out there. Look, the draw doesn't worry me. He's a dog that... Can do it from any box. He's just got that natural speed about him. So, look, it's all up to him. There's not much I can do. Put him in the box and uh, just hope. Yeah. Can you tell about his week that he's had at home? Has he showed you any indications that he's that he's right at the top of his game? Oh, just the same routine with him. So he goes out every morning and sort of works himself free gallops. And look, he's bouncing out of his skin. He'll get his bath today, the day before. So that sort of razzes him up and gets him excited. So no, he's all well. So Fernando Blue is at $6.50, Tigalong Tonk at $3.70. He's been the best back greyhound for the Harrison Dawson final. You've got Lakeview Walter at $7.50 that's also had support. And then the two Jason Thompson trained greyhounds. Equalizer at 14 Catch the Thief at 14 Fire Legend from Box 1 at $13. How have you sorted out this year's Harrison Dawson final, George? Yeah, look, uh, Gareth, I, I, I couldn't believe Chigalong Tonk's first split. Let's start there, five seconds flat. Not that he doesn't have the ability to do that, but he's had 26 starts at Sandown and he's waited until then to record a PB to the first mark. I mean, it, that's incredible. It's um, pretty rare. He's just racing so well at the moment. And Fernando Bluey was real keen for it last week. He jumped out and tried to cut to the fence. So if Chigalong Tonk can just begin really well again... Um, he looks the greyhound to beat, clearly here. He went 29-10. His win before that at Warnable was outstanding, uh, even though it was just a match race. He did um, hold out Ferdinand Boy, who's such a speed greyhound. And you'd have to go in with a lot of confidence. He's clearly been backed. And I, I think the, the sharp improver is clearly Fernando Blue. It was his first start for almost six weeks last week. And, yeah, he got a little bit tied to the line. He went 5.03 to the mark. We know he can break the five-second uh, mark early as well. So I'm sticking with Tigalong Tonk. Shimmer Shine, um, I hear your point, guys. It's 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 an interesting um, thing with him. The time that he didn't struggle with the backup was when he was interstate, incredibly, which is seemingly harder because you have to travel. Um, you've got uh, a plane ride to get over there. He backed up beautifully when he was in Queensland to win that Group 1 race, his second of his career. I think this would be the icing on the cake for him if he was to do that because, um, you know, there are people talking about the fact that he, he hasn't been able to back up. And that, for that reason, I'm sticking with Tigalong Tonk. I think uh, he's drawn pretty well out there and his recent form is outstanding. It's a terrific final. Um, yeah, I'm on the Tonk, but uh, expect Bluey to uh, give him something to chase. Go the Tonk. I'm with you, Georgie. What about you, Mickey Floyd? Yeah, I was uh, I was keen on Tonk going into the series and uh, nothing's changed. I think Fernando Bluey give him a nice card across. Uh, a couple of greyhounds at big odds, I think, are worth just a, a little uh, certainly for your trifecta chances anyway. Equaliser, uh, I mentioned how much speed there is in the race. He has none at all out of the boxes, but there's every chance that uh, that'll work to his advantage to an extent where he can drop onto the fence. And if they do bunch up at that first turn, he can get a rails run through. We know how fast he can go. His he's best time, his best winning time, his only win at the track is in 29.61, but he did trial recently in 29.18. So uh, certainly fast enough to win this race. And Fire Legend uh, is one that may sneak under the guard a little bit as well. He's 5 from 5 at Sandown. He's 5 from 5 out of the red. And uh, as I said, with that early speed, 
speed. He went 5.08 early. If he can hold that spot on the rail, he's a sneaky chance to run a drum. Let's have a look at the other Group 1 on the, the Thursday nights, the Sapphire Crown Final. Terrific race for the female greyhounds. And um, also having a chat to David Gleeson, we won't play the interview, but it was he, he basically said, and it's the question mark everybody wants to know, and we won't probably know until the lid's open, but if she jumps Shimmer Classic, they probably won't know which way she goes on Thursday night. She's the third favourite at four sixty. Crazy cool. The interstate visitor at four dollars sixty. But the favourite Quara Bale, who's just in blistering form at the moment, Mickey Floyd. She's the market leader at two dollars fifty. How have you sorted out this race on Thursday night? Yeah, Quara Bale is absolutely flying. Her Warnable Cup win was outstanding, and she was very, very good again at Sandown last Thursday in her heat. She's three from three at the track, and does look like she's getting better every start. I will put a little. Uh, a little Little rider on the times from the first, from the Sapphire Crown heats last week. They were the first four races. We had a fair bit of drizzle through the day, and uh, just before the first race, the wind changed direction, and it was quite uh, quite ordinary conditions uh, for the first few races. So, don't read a whole lot into the times they ran last week. The track did improve from about race four onwards, but uh, look, Quara Bale. The early speed's there. Uh, I don't think she'll get a... Uh, sure, she should get a clear enough run through that first turn. And uh, if she leads, she's going to be very hard to beat. But uh, crazy cool. Uh, well, I really liked her run last week. Uh, first start at the track, I believe she trialled leading in. But uh, her first start last week was really, really good. Uh, and coming up with box one's never a bad thing. So uh, quite a bail on top of mine. But uh, crazy cool is a pretty good price there at $4.60. George Ferrugia? Yeah, I agree with Mick uh, at that $4.60 with Crazy Cool, considering that she did go 5.02 to the mark. There's so much speed drawn 1, 2, 3. And I think um, whoever can find the top between those three is certainly a big chance. Shimmer Classics win in the Ballarat Cup heat. She went 6.31 early. That's, it, it's, it really is unheard of. But she's just blown the start, and she's she's really inconsistent out of the boxes, which is not something you want to be going into a group final. I just think Quara Bale as well is just racing so well, as you guys said, and um, it's an interesting race. Um, Quara Bale did go five seventeen to the mark, whereas the other greyhounds did split quicker. So she's probably not going to have it as easy around that first corner. But um, yeah, I just I'd just like to see Shimmer Classic begin cleanly because I think that would mean an absolute cracking race between. Probably two of the best youngsters, uh, young females in the country in Shimmer Classic and Quara Bale. But, yeah, I'm a little bit keen on Crazy Cool because of the box draw, and, and she just seems to do things right. She's already won at group level. Uh, she won a group two Richmond Oaks, and she jumped to the front that day too. So she's proven at this level. Uh, really intriguing race, but uh, Crazy Cool at the odds for me. All right, then, lads, we need your best for the night, please. We'll start off with you, George Ferrugia. I'm going to wait till the last because I know it annoys you, Gareth, but uh, I do like uh, a greyhound called Amiga Gringo. Um, I think his form at Sandown has been pretty good in the past. He's got a greyhound called Brute drawn off box one who won there in 29.46 recently, but I think if Amiga Gringo can sit close enough, he'll be pretty hard to beat. He's a talented type, race 12, number three. Before I get your best, Mick, I want to catch up with Nicholas Quinn from the tab because he's about to join us. And Quinny, welcome to RSN Sandown Cup podcast. I want to know who's been the best back greyhounds for those two feature group ones. Of the feature races, the money has come for Shimmer Shine. Heads the market now at $2.40 in race number eight, the Harrison-Dawson final. Tigalong Tonk at three seventy second elite. Fernando Bluey at six fifty. But Shimmer Shine has been popular from the times markets opened and has been well anchored through a few all up bets as well. And the tap has a special which has been quite popular in Quara Bale into Shimmer Shine. Currently seven fifty available through that double and plenty of tickets written on that. All right, then what about the Sapphire Crown? 
little bit more open. Obviously, there is a little bit of confusion about how the final field will look at this stage, but Clara Bale from box number six, a $2.50 market leader. The second reserve, Immunity, the second elect at $4. Crazy Cool, $4.60. Shimmer Classic, a $4.60 chance. So, obviously, we'll know a lot more about this final field makeup on race day. A little bit more competitive, but from box number six, Alara Bale does hit the market. Much movement in the all-in market for the RSN 927 Sandown Cup. Look, it's been interesting. There's been good support for the top two in the market, so punters hopefully will see the heats go to script. And Zach Manelli a $2.50 pre-post favourite. Stanley Road at three fifty. Then double figures or better the rest. I think the school of thought, looking at the way the punting has gone, is the top two in the market are clearly the two to beat. And outside of that, if you can find the winner, the value will take care of itself. The tab offering $3.50 on both Zach Manelli and Stanley Road winning their heats tomorrow night. That double comes to about $2.78 on the fixed odds. So a little bit of meat on the bone and hopefully sounding like a very good way to get the job done at that three fifty quote. Tell the bookies to give us an offer, please, on Tigger Long Tonk. You're back in love with Tigger? Yeah, we, we always loved him. We've never been back in love with him. It's always been love, Nicholas, as you <laughs> well know. know. I, th- I heard you jumped off last Thursday um, night. Did I? I don't know about that. Anyway, um, hey, Quinny, nice talking to you. Bye-bye. Likewise, G. There's Nicholas Quinn. You're best for the night. Mick Floyd. Uh, yeah, that double Stanley Road into uh, Zach Manelli sounds pretty good. Zach Manelli just wins yep. his heat, and uh, it was very hard to beat in the final. Best uh, outside of that. Uh, race two, number eight, immunity. Second reserve for the Sapphire Crown. Uh, came into the run probably a, 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 probably a run short uh, and got caught up a little bit in that uh, early scuffle at, in the heat there, but uh, no such issues on Thursday night. I expect her to get around quite safely and uh, win comfortably. Now, Uncle Marzi, of course, George's famous uncle. We need to organise some tickets for him to get to Sandown on Thursday night. How do I do that, Mick Floyd? Jump on to sandowngreyhounds.com.au. The buffet is back, and oh, if you haven't tried the buffet at Sandown, I'll tell you what, it's always been very good, but since we've reopened it again, it is better than ever. Oh, and uh, that's not just puffery, it is genuinely outstanding. Mm-hmm. Um, Santa Cup night, bookings are filling fast, so make sure you jump online and grab your ticket there. Entry is free, dining room is filling up, and on the night there is a big punters club as well. Uh, $10,000 starting pool, big quaddy okay. jackpot. Uh, Love it. Both Thursday and on Santa Cup night, so Jeez, really the, looking the, forward to it. The, the building just um, moved here. I, don't know, I think Adam White just jumped up and <laughs> celebrating after hearing that the buffet is back at Sandown. It is great. Good on you, Whitey. Great news. Hey, Georgie, thanks for your time, mate. Looking forward to doing all this all again next week um, because they say that we've done an okay job first up here with this podcast, that we're back next week to preview the RSN 927 Sandown Cup, the greatest distance race in the world, Georgie. Pleasure as always, guys. Good on you, George. Hey, Mick, um, looking forward to catching up with you tomorrow night and also next week as we preview... The Sandown Cup final should be a beauty. Absolutely. Uh, fantastic racing at Sandown. And as I said, jump online, grab your tickets, and make sure you get there for all the action. Thanks for listening to the RSN Sandown Cup podcast. And uh, you can listen to RSN 927 all week as we continue the build up, of course, towards the Harrison Dawson, the Sapphire Crown Group 1 finals, and then building up to next week's RSN 927 Sandown Cup. I'm Gareth Hall. Thanks for your company and back plenty of winners.